0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. I have an incredible episode for you today. I have invited copywriting expert and content strategist, Carolina Aussie to the show to talk to you about just that, content strategy, which is something that is so important if you're serious about getting more high-paying clients in your online coaching business. And as a special bonus, Catalina is going to be also talking with us about how she loves to use AI, not to replace herself as a content creator, but to enhance her content and how you can do the same as well. So enjoy this episode and take notes. Catalina, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Hi, so excited to be here. It's so good to connect with you. We actually connected in a Facebook group and I went in there and I was like, hey, I need somebody to talk about, well, a multitude of topics. And you are like, hey, I totally got you on content and using AI to enhance your content. So we're going to have a really, really good conversation today talking about all things content strategy. And I know that you're going to give the listeners some insight into some of your favorite AI tools to enhance content. But before we get into all of that, can you tell us a little bit about your background when it comes to creating content and how you got to where you are right now in your business?
1: So I am a copywriter and a content writer, um, and I have started this freelance business of mine over two years ago, like two and a half years ago, um, which started out as a simple side hustle. I just created my Upwork profile to offer my content writing services because I thought that was something that I was good at. And I didn't expect it to turn into a full-time business, but it did. So now I'm a full-time freelance copywriter.
0: That's amazing. It's and I love that you you jumped into this. You you recognized a skill that you had. Because sometimes people will come to me and they're like, Cammy, hey, like, I I I want to start an online business, but I don't really know where to start. And in my opinion, the place to start is looking at your skill set skill set. What are you, what are you really good at? that other people maybe are not quite as good at that you can support them in. And so I love that you were in full awareness of like what your skill set is and then just offered that in complete service to other people and lo and behold it became something that was paying your bills full time, which is amazing. So so who do you really serve? I know that we talked about this prior to hitting record. You serve coaches, but but tell me like more about like who who is your audience?
1: I serve service providers in service-based businesses so whether it's a SaaS brand maybe a service-based startup coaches um service providers like website designers it can also be like marketing agencies so basically any service-based business um, mostly small and mid-sized businesses okay
0: amazing well, I'm so excited to get into the content strategy part because sure. that is something that I've noticed my students are very very interested in. So, my expertise is sales and teaching people how to create these really amazing irresistible packages and then how to sell those packages and part of that marketing strategy is of course content. And you know, we talked about this that you know, my my platform of choice for myself and my students is Instagram, but really when you break down content, it's like, and you were talking about this right before we hit record that like you were talking about content pillars, like you're regardless of whether your platform of choice is podcasting or Facebook or Instagram, really getting down to the basics of understanding content strategy, not necessarily just specific to Instagram, but just how do I create really amazing content? It's going to serve you whether whether your platform are choice in Instagram or whether you also expand to other platforms as well. So I'd love for you to kind of break down, how do you view content strategy? Like when somebody comes to you and they're like, Catalina, I need help with content, where do you start with them?
1: Okay, so I think the content strategy, it should be divided into three parts. First of all, it's the audience that you are serving. So there is something called um the top of the funnel middle of the funnel bottom of the funnel audience right so these are the people that um so for example the bottom of the funnel uh audience are the ones who are the warmest right these are your hot leads these are the ones that are problem aware they know the problem they have they know the solution they are asking they are looking for Then you have the middle of the funnel. So these are the people that know what the problem is, but they maybe not know what the solution is. And then you have the top of the funnel audience, which are the ones that are absolutely not aware that they have a problem. So when you create content, you need to address those three types of audiences. Um, So that is the first. Then you're going to have the second part, which are your content pillars. So these are the things that you're going to be talking about. And usually you should have maybe like two to three content pillars. Some people would say it's three to five, but I think five is probably too much. Like, especially when you're just starting out, you would want to focus on like one or two topics that you talk about consistently. So these are going to be things that address your audience pain points. And then you're going to have the third part of the content strategy, which are the types of posts that you create, right? So these can be anything from uh, tips on how to lose weight, right? Or um, maybe your results, right? There are a lot of people that create content around how I make 5k months, right? Or... How I got to the point where I'm at at my business, right? So these are going to be result centric and also storytelling, right? Telling your story, story telling your audience who you are. Um, so these are the three things that I would say every content strategy should have. Um, think about what type of audience you're addressing to because. The types of posts that you create for the top of the funnel audience are going to be different than the types of posts that you create for the bottom of the funnel audience. Mm, right? yeah. Which be the, the sales posts that they are addressed mm-hmm. to your hottest leads, right? And then think about your content pillars and don't focus on too many. And then every post should have a goal. So the type of post that you're creating will depend on the goal that you want to achieve.
0: Okay, that's so good. Let's break this down a little bit more. I want to ask you some questions about this. So the first thing that you were saying is that essentially when you're looking at the funnel, there are people that aren't aware that they even have a problem. Like they're they're your ideal client, but they, they don't know that they have an issue. And if they don't have awareness that they have a problem, then they're probably not actively searching for a solution, right? And there are times where I'll talk with my students and they will be in that space where they have to spend time educating their audience that they even have a problem. And the example that's coming to my mind is a lot of times like holistic or non-toxic niches where maybe people are using products that maybe are just not quite as um, natural as they could be. and but maybe they're just not aware of that and they're experiencing these these health complications but they they don't they don't have the the awareness or the education to tie the two together that hey, maybe the products I'm using are toxic to my body. And so that would just be an example about how the coach would need to spend time educating the audience to even know that they have an issue before they can even sell them a solution. Okay, So that's super interesting. The middle part you said was people that you that that have awareness of the solution that they have a problem. And they're mm-hmm. starting to look for a solution. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And then the the bottom are the people that are just like right on the cusp of investing with you. They're almost ready and they just need whatever it is to kind of push them over mm-hmm. the edge and and sign a contract with you. That's super interesting. I love hearing about how there's so many different ways to talk about content. And so it's really interesting to hear people's different takes about how do they view content and the the content journey. So when it comes to, when it comes to like people that you're seeing on different platforms, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whether, wherever it is, wherever you're seeing people create content that is creating massive impact, are they spending the most time talking to their hot leads or that middle tier, or are they really spending equal time in all three?
1: I think it would depend on your business it I think it heavily depends on the problem that you're solving like there are problems that people know they have like for example when you're a new Instagram creator the first problem that you're aware of about your Instagram is I am not getting followers right so every account that is creating content about how to get followers is addressing these people right that's why they have a big impact but then if you're in a smaller niche like maybe the one you mentioned they are using specific products that are creating these health issues then in this case you would focus on the top of the funnel audience because you know that your ideal clients probably don't even know that they have this problem so you need to take them through that entire journey from their not being aware that they have a problem to them being aware that there is a solution and then knowing that solution is you right? So your content should address all of these stages. So in that case, you would focus more on the top of the funnel yeah. uh, content. Okay. In other cases, maybe your audience is already aware that they have a problem, right? They, they're already aware of what the solution is. So you would focus more in the middle of the funnel. Yeah.
0: It seems to me like at some point in time, Every single person is going to move through all three phases. Like, like there had to have been a time when I think back to myself, where I didn't even have the awareness that I had an issue. And then I came into that awareness enough to where I started looking for a solution. And then I settled on a provider or a, a mentor to help me solve that solution. So would you say that at some point, even if people move through the different stages at different paces, what does, does everybody who comes and becomes a client, move through all three stages at some point in time. They do,
1: they do. It's just when you're a business, it's deciding like at which point of their journey you want to address them. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. So to do that, like. If you're creating content for the top of the funnel audience who is unaware that they have a problem, you're probably going to get more views because there's more people who are unaware. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then if you want to focus on selling and you don't care about the amount of followers you get or you don't care about the amount of view you you get, but you care about making sales, then you should focus more on those people who mm-hmm. are aware. Okay. because we in the middle of the bottom, the bottom of the bottom, because that's what is going to push these people over the edge to invest in you, right?
0: Yeah,
1: I would there, say that- from there that- should be a balance, right? There should be a balance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And from that perspective, I would say like when I think about my own content, I believe that I probably spend the most time in the middle mm-hmm. and the very bottom, addressing those who know that they have a problem and are in search of a solution and those who are like just on the cusp, ready to, to take that leap and make an investment. I would say that mm. that's probably where I spent a lot of time. Well, very cool. Let's move into that, that second piece that you were talking about being the content pillars. Mm-hmm. This is something that I feel that I've noticed sometimes coaches struggle with because they want to talk. And when the, here's the word that they, they tell me, um, they'll say, well, Cami, I'm multi-passionate. And because I'm multi-passionate, I have a challenge really narrowing down into my content pillars. And so sometimes coaches will, and I'm paraphrasing this, but they'll almost kind of feel like they're put into this box where they can only talk about certain things, but they're Uh like, I'm so passionate about this and that and the other. And I want want to be able to have all of that exist together. What would you say to somebody who is multi-passionate but maybe all the areas that they are wanting to talk about don't necessarily cohesively fit
1: together? Oh, that is a difficult question. Okay. Um, so two things that I want to say about that. First of all, I'm multi-passionate too. Like there are a thousand things that I would like to talk about online, but I think that... And this is a pattern that I have noticed on Instagram, especially on Instagram and other, other platforms, but especially on Instagram is that um, there is, if you focus on one thing and one type of post and that post performs well, then the people who follow you are going to want to see more posts like this one, right? So focusing on one thing is really that's I think that's that's really the key to succeeding with your content, right? But if you want to talk about different things, then maybe you can just disguise it as this one shtick that you have, like this one you know, thing, this one type of post that your audience really like. Like if it's for example, um let's say in my case it's going to be like how I started my copywriting business and or like how to run a copywriting business right and then I can talk about different things about how I got there or like what I did on Upwork to get clients or what I did you know how I changed my mindset to create my copywriting business. So there I already have two things that I can talk about that are somewhat related to that one one general topic, um, like how to get clients, and then what should change in your mindset so that you can get clients, right? So I'm talking about making sales, getting clients, and I'm also talking about mindset, which are two different things, two different topics, right?
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. And and one thing that I would add to that is and this is just my personal opinion, I think sometimes coaches can get caught up in the belief that our business is to first and foremost serve us. Now, we acknowledge that we we wanna have a business that we enjoy, that fulfills us, that brings us joy and, and that pays our bills. And at the end of the day, the, the heart of business is providing a service to somebody else. And so I'm not saying that, for, for listeners who are tuning in, that you can't talk about different topics. You absolutely can, but don't lose sight of the fact that your business is meant to serve other people. And again, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. That doesn't mean that you can't find deep fulfillment out of it. Of course you want to, otherwise you weren't, you're not going to enjoy your business. But at the end of the day... The reason you started the business, the way that you even get paid is by providing a service to another person. And the way that I feel like this relates to Instagram, particularly, and what I tell my students is when you're looking at your Instagram feed, like your grid, the the squares on your page, Mm. I want to see that 90% niche related, 90%. Now, if every once in a while you want to throw in a life update or you want to throw in a post that you're just super passionate about, I'm here for it. Now your Instagram stories, anything goes. Thank talk you. about all the things. And so in that in that case, that's kind of how I feel that I support people in who, who are very multi-passionate and want to talk about all these things. There's a place for you to do that on your platform and it's your Instagram stories. And every once in a while, throw it into your grid. But from my perspective, I'm thinking that if I'm a new person showing up in your platform, Statistically, I'm gonna decide within seven seconds whether or not to click that follow button. And if I see topics all over the board on your grid, I'm confused. Confusing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what you're about. And I don't know how you're supposed to be serving me. Like, am I supposed to be hiring you to do this? Am I supposed to be hiring you to do that? Like, what do you want me to do? And on a platform that is not very forgiving when it comes to attention, I mean, Instagram, it's called Insta. Gram. I mean, you really have to hook people's attention right off the bat; otherwise, you're going to lose them. You cannot afford to be confusing on your profile. Now, again, your stories go hog wild. Do whatever you want in your stories, but keep your grid really hyper focused.
1: Yeah, and in, in copywriting, we have the rule of one, right, which says that you should focus on one message, one offer one call to action one topic right if i'm reading a sales page and the sales page is trying to sell me on multiple messages multiple offers and has multiple calls to action to it i'm going to be confused Mm -hmm. right so you always have to focus on one message and that is also something that i see a lot in people's content like they would create posts that have multiple messages in them
0: yeah Oh, that's so good. I was um, reading a book this year by Russell Brunson who created, he was, he's the owner of ClickFunnels. And so he knows a thing or two about creating funnels and copywriting and in his book, and I'm paraphrasing this, but the more options you give people, the less likely they are to pick any one of them. So if I, if I, yeah, if I go to the link in your bio and I see 17 links, if I see, if you have a link tree in your bio that has like 17 links in them. I'm not going to. I'm not even click on one of them, and if I do, it's probably just going to be the first one, and, and I'm not going to go to your other 16 links. And again, that's where I feel this is a really a reflection, in my opinion. And then we'll move on to AI because I really want to hear your hear your feedback on AI. I know they have a lot of good stuff to tell us about that. But when a coach has multitudes of call to action, what that that message sends to me is that the coach is not super clear on what they want me to do. So if the coach is not clear on what they want me to do, how can I be clear on what action I'm supposed to take? And it's okay to like work in It's not to say that you can't, you can only ever have one call to action your entire lifelong of your business. No, you can you can change things up as you go. You can fine tune, but don't give people seven different options when it comes to like one post or one sales page or one podcast episode. I love what you said, like one topic, One message, one call to action.
1: Yeah. And I think that ties well with what you said about being multi passionate. Um, Because many, I think many business owners struggle with picking that one offer that they want to focus on. Right. And I think that at the beginning, especially when you're starting, it's really crucial to figure out what is that one problem that you are solving for your audience? What is that one message that you want to transmit? What is that one thing that you're going to be talking about consistently in your content that you're gonna be known for? And then once you have your 50,000, 100,000, once you have a big audience, you're making sales consistently, Then people are going to express their interests in other things. Right. They're going to ask you about, oh, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And then you can start branching out and creating those different offers. But if you start out with multiple different things, first of all, it's going to be confusing to people because they don't know you yet. They don't know what you're all about. And it's also going to like cloud your mind about your one brand message yeah
0: absolutely like I should be able to walk up to you at a party and say hey what do you do and there should be one main mission that you have not to say that you don't you don't also you know talk about other things but there should be one main mission of your business otherwise clarity Coaching. is lost and and I think like what you said like once you get to the point where you have 50,000 followers you have 100,000 followers you're, you're somebody like Jenna Kutcher or Um, Jasmine star who have like, who are huge leaders in our space. They can talk about things because guess what? They've earned that, right? They've earned their presence. They've earned trust with their audience. And now they have a little bit more freedom with what they can post about. But, but even Jasmine star, if you look at her content, it's very hyper-focused. They, I mean, they even give themselves structure and boundaries, even with hundreds of thousands or or 50,000 followers. So I think that's a really great reminder. Thank you for that. Let's go ahead and end the conversation with AI. Okay. This is something that I didn't even, I didn't even understand or heard. I I never even heard the word chat GPT until months ago. And now it seems like it's everywhere. And I'll even see like these, like a video on Instagram where it's like, hey, have chat GPT create your content for you. And Mm -hmm. I know you have lots of feelings and thoughts about that, which I want to give you the the floor to share those. But what I'm thinking is like, this is a tool, but how do we use it correctly so that it doesn't like bite, end up biting us? What's your thoughts on all this?
1: First of all, don't ever use it to replace you. I see this a lot. It bothers me a lot. There are a lot of creators that say, oh, you can just, you know, write Instagram captions with ChatGPT and just use this amazing magical prompt. And it's going to create an Instagram caption for you in five seconds. And then you can just copy and paste it, right? Or even blog articles or any type of written content that you want to create. That is not true. ChatGPT is a terrible writer and you can you can improve it like you can you can make it better at creating like content that you want with the right prompts. but it's never going to replace you. you still need to edit those captions edit those blog articles that you're that it's generating so first of all use it as an assistant don't use it as a replacement
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. How would you like to see content creators using AI?
1: I use it as I use it as inspiration. Um, and also a good idea for those who feel like they struggle with writing um, is to maybe free write, your ideas let's say that you want to write an Instagram caption about something but you just don't know how to put your thoughts into like coherent paragraphs right some people struggle with writing so you can just free write it and then put like divide it into into paragraphs and put each paragraph into into chat gpt and ask it to make your writing more coherent.
0: Mm, okay okay that, that's really good So what are some of your favorites? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. If you were going to go to ChatGPT and you were going to look for inspiration today, let's say that you were, I'll give you my niche, okay? Let's say that you were a high ticket sales coach that mentors other coaches. And I was looking for inspiration for content that I could go create today. What would you use as a prompt in ChatGPT in order to gather that inspiration?
1: Okay. So first of all, like I would say what I do, I'm a high ticket sales coach. This is what I do. This is the audience that I serve. And these are the problems that they are experiencing. Right. So based on that information, give me a list of 15, 20 posts that I could create 50, top, like 20 topics that I could create a post about.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's one of my favorite ways to use the platform. And because we now have this wonderful platform, and I know that people have different different opinions around artificial intelligence, and that's fine. That's, we're not really here to discuss the morals or the ethics of AI, but we are here to, to talk about how can we use it to improve our business. And I have used many times ChatGPT to go in and say, hey, like you just said, I'm this type of coach. Here's my ideal client. Here's their number one goal. W- w- give me, give me, <laughs> and actually what we do in Powerhouse is we use that, that exact thing to give each student 200 different content prompts that are specifically tailored to their niche. We mm-hmm. use AI to help us um, create those content prompts. And it has been an enormously helpful tool. And you wouldn't believe the amount, I mean, just it's, it's mind boggling the amount of content prompts that it creates. And yes, You have to put your own spin on it. You have to put your own adjustment, okay? Because the computer doesn't know you. You're not an equation. The computer is an algorithm, but it can help get you started. So really, in my opinion, this may sound harsh, but I don't think there's, I don't think we have an excuse anymore to like stare at a blank page and say to ourselves, I don't know what to talk about today. You have so many resources now at your fingertips that can provide that inspiration,
1: and you can even t- tailor it more to the type of post that you want to create. So you can say, create me a list of 20 how-to posts with like copywriting tips that um, that I could create, right, for my audience. Or you could say, um, give me prompts, like give me ideas for like a personal story or like a result-based story that I could create. Um, so even though it's not going to get like it doesn't know your story and it doesn't know your results you can still get ideas and then use it to come up with your own that like are customized to your own story right
0: absolutely absolutely ah uh, carolina this this in this talk has just been so life giving and i love hearing your perspective on content that we can use yes on instagram but but honestly honestly on any platform podcasting facebook blogging and how you use ai as a professional in the copywriting space to to enhance copywriting not replace you as the creator but to enhance thank you so much so can you tell people where they can come and find you and hang out with you
1: um they can find me on instagram i am under it's linguistic which is the name of my brand um so i am just starting my instagram journey but um, I would be very happy to welcome them with <laughs> my profile.
0: Absolutely. I'll we'll go ahead and link your Instagram handle below. Thank you so much, Catalina, and have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much. Hey, Coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little every week i am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one but two value packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith build a profitable coaching business and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high ticket coaching clients online and the number one way that you can support the bible's babies and business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible, because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you, I love you, and I'll see you in the next episode.